This is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to Video Games Cover to Cover as we talk about Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, S, Definitive Edition. I had to think a little bit for some reason, but I got it. Well, there, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of checkoff items that I got to get through here real quick. First off, our audio may be a little different. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, we're we're trying a new uh, setup, well, new well, audio it, recording. It, it's new software, right? Due to some unforeseen circumstances, we are we are testing out a new software. Which, uh, to be honest, uh, I I'm not sure if I like a little bit more yet or not. Uh, so. It, Maybe something I continue to use regardless of. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, who knows what's going to happen in the future. So just heads up if this audio sounds slightly different or something, we're, that's probably the reason. Yeah, like if, if suddenly somebody, it, it, one of us just trails off and there's suddenly nothing, you know, just know that it's Andrew's fault. I mean, that sounds about right. <laughs> well, the other thing is, and that leads me to my second little little bit of of uh, you know, I had a word for this, <laughs> and I don't remember what it was. I want like cleanup doesn't sound ketchup, not ketchup because ketchup. Is you know what? It doesn't neat. matter what the word is. <laughs> It does. It matters to me because now I'm going to be thinking about it this whole time. Check off. Not check off. Not check up. Check li- checklist. Check li- checklist ish. A checklist. Uh, it's like a check in. You know, like you're checking it. Like I've got these things that I need to check off real quick, which I understand is like a checklist, but it's different. It's different. <laughs> I don't know. all i know is people are constantly getting all over my back in the discord about my criticisms towards you and how uh, you're not allowed to have opinions and while that may be true (laughs) and while I i will not stand for it i mean that does sound about right in my experience yeah my my ability to have opinions is pretty severely curtailed. So I just want to point out, here's the thing. We are allowed to have differences. Andrew is allowed to think things that I do not. I tend to get more passionate about the things I agree or disagree with that Andrew does. He is reserved. Andrew, you know, not to speak for him, which is exactly what I'm doing. Yes, do continue, do continue to to not speak for me. I'm intrigued by where this is going. You are a reserved individual, calm and collected, whereas I represent pure chaos. I mean, I respect that you're uh, buttering me up a little bit, and that is working, just to be clear. Like, that is an impressive um, attempt at 
currying my favor. There are some times that I make insane conclusions because Andrew has frustrated me. Like last episode, for example, which I know we're recording this before it actually came out. So I can't wait to see how people are going to just run me over the coals again about being confused about you going out of the way. I get it. He's not going out of his way. Andrew, I understand you're not going out of your way. You're playing the game and you're just not hitting by. But here's the thing. I'm frustrated because during the first part of that entire episode, you're like, oh, this guy spent 40 hours doing grinding. He spent, he's wasted all of his time doing all this. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, to reiterate, I'm not, it's not a matter of wasting. It's just that you spend a lot of time on it. Like I, like I said, when we were talking about it, I don't think it's wasted if you're enjoying doing it. It's just not something I would enjoy. That is not the inflection I got from your numerous comments, because I'm editing it right now, Andrew, and I know I've heard it. I've heard you on there saying your little snide comments about how I'm, oh, you have 40 hours. We're going to be right. I'm just saying, sometimes I get a little frustrated, a little irritated, and no one, no one throws him under the bus for this. I'd like to point out, nobody mentions, hey, Andrew, maybe lay off of the guy who just wants to make the game a little easier on himself. Nobody's got my back because I don't really care and I can easily have my own back by shouting and getting loud energy. And, and again, to be clear, nobody has your back on the episode that hasn't even come out yet, so no one can have an opinion. Andrew, you know, when that episode comes out, that people will not have my back. That's not entirely true. Like, for example, in the big uh, Shinra argument, a lot of people took your side. Well, that's because it was clearly the right side. That's that has. This is something that doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, technically, our opinions on a video game don't really matter anyway, but... I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you want to go ahead and give away, like, just seed the entire premise of the podcast like that. Obviously, our opinions matter. But that comes to another item. I What is the word? It's like a... It's like when you're... When you, you gotta wrap some stuff up. It's not a checklist. I'm, I'm too high energy. I was thinking about this for like the last four nights in a row. I'm like, I got these items. It doesn't matter, but I, I'm. it's going to drive me insane for the rest of this episode. So when it keeps coming up, it's just, I apologize. Andrew, it seems to me since the picture of our podcast is all about books and video games being, you know, cover to cover. This, the premise is a, a book club style format of video games. But each week, I've noticed something. We should call them chapters instead of parts. You know, that's fair. That's a fair point. I was just thinking about this the other day. It was when somebody... I can't remember exactly who it was, but somebody joined the podcast and they said, uh, I am here to do, to play video games in book format as the podcast says. And I was like, 
oh, that's cool. Wait a minute. We're not doing that because we're calling them parts and not chapters. So I just, it's a rectification that I want to start putting into place for future episodes that we have a commitment to do better. Okay. Going forward, I will call them chapters. Well, that's not on, that's not necessarily on you. It, it, when I, all the, everything says parts when I'm going through and editing, I, it's just something I was thinking about. I'm going to start, you know, if anyone actually downloads the episodes and sees it, the audio files are going to change, which is, that's going to be annoying for me. It's going to put a bunch of stuff out of order because C comes before P in the alphabet, but it is what it is. I'm committed to this. <laughs> I'm glad that you have that level of commitment and, and, you know, that passion and drive to rectify what has clearly been a grievous error. It has. This whole time. What is this, 67 episodes? Wait. Well, that's the thing. Can we really call them episodes? 67 pages? That doesn't make any sense. No, that makes even less That makes sense. less sense. <laughs> 67 audio books. I'm not sure Audible. I'd go that far either. What, brought you know what? to you by we'll Audible. The, the, not actually brought to you by Audible. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. Nobody cares. Nobody sponsors us. We're independent. Which I have actually a bone to pick with Audible. <laughs> I want to point out. Because a long time ago, I had Audible. That I signed up probably through a podcast or something because they, they used to do constant advertisements for that. Did you know Audible just like, even though you pay every month, like 15 bucks a month or whatever it is, that they're like, oh, after six months, your free book just goes away. So if like me, who isn't an avid reader, but still wants to support books on tape because I, I, it's way easier for me to listen to a book than it is to read it because I generally get tired as I'm reading and then I fall asleep. It's actually a great way to get me to sleep. I just start reading literally any book. I know that kind of sounds bad. But it's just, my brain's weird. A little bit, but... Did you know this? They're just taking your money and then your 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 credits just fall away. This isn't Kroger or Giant Eagle or or I guess if you're in a different part of America or wait, well, not even America. You could be in Japan. I don't know what the convenience stores are there. Didn't we have somebody from like South Africa or something one time? I don't remember. But What's we have the had convenience fairly- store there? Anyway, what <laughs> you don't see them. It's different. I know that this is confusing right now, but you got to give my brain a second to like catch up. I'm, I'm talking trying. specifically about your fuel points expiring. I, which I is gathered that reasonably acceptable. I, 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 I think it's, you know, kind of crap, but whatever. But you pay $15 a month for audible and they have their free books or whatever. But you're, they give you a credit to just buy any book that you want, but that just falls away. So it's, it's not permanent. You don't get that forever. It just goes away. Like, if, are you kidding me right now? I pay for your service and it just leaves. This has nothing. I'm sorry, Andrew. I've, I've gotten onto a tangent. I was trying to do some check. 
I was trying to do some cleanup items. So, you know, it doesn't matter what they're called. Let's move on. You know that I'm not going to be able to move past it. We got sucked into a painting. Yes. What is that? What are, is this Super Mario 64 now? Okay, so to back up slightly, in case everyone else was confused, we're actually talking about the game now. In the game, we got sucked into a painting. Let's, uh, I, I realize it can be hard to parse some of his uh, discussions. So, so yeah, we get pulled inside this painting of the beautiful lady that's supposed to give you luck. I don't even know that it's a painting. It almost looks like a stone chisel thing, but whatever it is. Well, like, it's a mural. Yeah, a mural. So you get pulled inside this mural, and there's a whole dungeon on the other side. It's actually, well, I guess at this point, it's not super long. It's a regular-sized dungeon. Yeah, at this point, it's a regular-sized dungeon. Yeah. So you start to go through it, and just like people had noticed, you see the other people who were there to totally try to steal this mural or whatever it was they were going to do. Just rub its face for good luck. I don't. I don't know what the what the plan was because I don't know how you would get an entire mural out of there. So I have to assume that unless they're like secret super criminals, like the payday guys or something, I don't know how they were going to pull this off. I mean, I could be wrong on that. It just seemed it seemed like they were really throwing down heavy. I'm gonna steal this vibes. I could be wrong on that. That's just the vibe that I was picking up. I mean, I can, I can see how you get there. Like I said, I just don't understand how the logistics of that would work, which is where I think that maybe they weren't going to do that. But, but whatever they leader. were going to do. Baza. He does not seem like the type of guy who really thinks plans through. Kind of like the Luminary. The Luminary sucks, man. I know. We've established that repeatedly. He's just a hanger on that is there to be the pack mule for the party. He's like the opposite of a showin protagonist. <laughs> He's just, he really is just terrible. You want to elaborate on that at all? Well, I'm just, the, you know, the showin protagonist is like, uh, it's usually the nothing character that doesn't have a lot of personality and they're only driven by like getting stronger or whatever. And the Luminary, he clearly has no personality because he never says anything. And when he does, they don't even say it to you. But he's like constantly getting beaten up. Oh, wait a minute. I guess that is kind of like a show and protagonist. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds and pretty normal. every once uh, normal, in a while, he actually. does like a really cool thing. Which, I mean, calling him a show and protagonist isn't wrong. Because again, like one of the main people who works on Dragon Quest is Toriyama, the Dragon Ball guy. So like, it, it's not a surprise that he would ring those sorts of bells for you. I used Giga Slash, the, well, it's actually Giga Smash. There's a thing when you have, if you have Giga whatever, doesn't matter which one, at least I don't think, and all four party members are pepped up, you can use the Giga Smash. Andrew, this dude, this is like a one-hit KO for anything. Because this thing is nuts. It, it's like from Final Fantasy VII, the original, where Sethroth just summons a sun to explode in your face. It's kind of <laughs> like that, but with the Luminary. Because like at one point during the move, his whole Luminary symbol just like shows up, engulfs the entire screen, 
and then the luminary just shoots down and like does some mega move that clearly would have put it um, just wiped this entire area off the map. So like, again, this yeah, is I, nuts. The, I can see how you're comparing it to the Sephiroth Sun thing because it's like the entire planet is dead now. Oh, except yeah. for you in the party because it can't actually kill anyone in your party because and you're means- the good guy, right? I mean, you. J- I just happened to see that there was a move called Giga Smash. I think it was a troll that I had attacked, and I was just like, "Hey, Giga Smash!" And then I was like, "Oh man, that did a." thousand damage i'm so sorry (laughs) i this is is beyond overkill if that monster that female monster had been there and saw that first of all she would not have made it through that no bystanders would have made it through this (laughs) but then saw me do a thousand damage to a guy that maybe had like 200 i'm so sorry Nobody was meant to see this carnage. <laughs> yeah, but would that make her find you more or less attractive? I guess that really just depends on... Because on... she already said she was into you when you were running around fighting those monsters before. So I feel like that would just make her even more into you. Well, in a, in the split second of life that she had left, she would have been A-OK with everything that was going on, I guess. So at least she would be, she would die happy. Clearly. But I know I have never seen Giga Smash. Just uh, wait until you do. Okay. Cause I very rarely have everybody in pep because I actually spend my pep relatively quickly. Generally. See, I did too. And this was a case where I was just, I was just running around attacking stuff because I have had a little trouble here and there on some bosses where I had to heal somebody a couple of times. And I was like, well, that sucks. So I was going through. Well, even at the level you're at. Yeah. I've had to heal a couple of people. Veronica died once. What? I know. I was just as surprised as you. I mean, it's because I hadn't healed her in like six fights. And then somebody did 50 (laughs) damage to her, which it's not my fault. Listen, lady. I mean, isn't that explicitly your fault? No, it's not, because every time her turn comes up, it gives her health. It's like five or six at a time. It's not my fault that she wasn't pulling her weight just because I didn't tell anyone to heal her. (laughs) Yeah, almost everybody in my party has some kind of health regen, whether it's from like a passive thing or whether it's like a certain amount they get back when they hit enemies. It's kind of interesting. So regardless of that, and your unexpected difficulties, we proceed through the mural world. Yeah, we get to the point, like, when when we first get sent there, you're kind of going through this dungeon, and then you see Baza and the other ones, like, kneeling down at the altar again. It's like, okay, so, yeah, they were definitely sucked in here, which, okay, we all knew that. It just yeah. happened to all of us. What do you guys expect? Silvando is still convinced. What happened to the little girl? What happened? Buddy, I don't know what to tell you, man, but it's very clear that that little girl was a lore. She ain't in here. 
I mean, she might be in here. That just, but that doesn't mean that you saving her is really in the cards, even if she is in here. It, it seems like she wants to be there because even if you didn't think that before, when she was looking all sad and then walking towards the mural. And then you go there, she's gone, and you immediately get sucked in the painting. It's like, guys, how are none of you getting this? It's very clear. I mean, to be fair, it would probably take me a little bit of doing to be convinced that, like, the eight-year-old or whatever is actively evil. Like, I, I can see some reluctance there, but... But you're not wrong. It's pretty clear something's going on at this point. After everything we've seen, we already know that monsters have the ability to change people's ages. I mean, just look at Veronica. So you're saying that she's actually like 30 or some years old and just has been turned into a child? Yeah. I mean, stranger things have happened. We have one in our party member who refuses to go back to her original age. Yeah, although that actually wound up coming up in one of the random side quests, but we'll talk about that later. I thought that was interesting, though. Oh, maybe I haven't reached that one yet. Yeah, it's one of the ones that you haven't done, because it's one of the uh, taco quests. Uh Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I haven't done any of those. Yeah, I know. I've I've been doing all of those, but I I realize that's why I haven't been bringing them up, because you haven't been doing them. I mean, you can bring them up. I just won't know what you're talking about. Which is fine. Well, there's one um, in one of the, obviously from one of the earlier games, that's an enchanted forest and adults get lost in the forest and can't find their way out. You can see where that's going already, I think. So all of us get lost in the forest. No, because Veronica. Right. Veronica can find the way out and finds the thing that can guide you that no one else could find. And she has a one-sided conversation with it, which is really interesting. It's like a fairy or something that can lead you. But it is kind of funny seeing, you know, only half of her of the conversation as she proceeds to tell you tell you where to go and stuff. Because huh. normally, you know, when you do those, it's with the player character, so you get to still get to see both sides of the conversation. So having her do it, and you have no idea what the other thing is saying, I thought was kind of a funny thing. But yeah, so the fact that Veronica is a kid. Apparently, despite the fact that, you know, mentally she's still an adult, that is enough for her to qualify, which I thought was interesting. Does the does the graphical changes for like the other Dragon Quest games, does it get better over the time or is it still just the 2D stuff from the taco perspective? Um it's still I'm just, just wondering if as the Dragon Quest games No, that would have been that would have been super cool, but since this is t- ripped from the uh like 3DS version, that's probably how like I mean, I'm sure the 3DS version probably couldn't even have handled all the 3D stuff, which is why it was that way to begin with. But no, unfortunately it doesn't change because that would have been super awesome. And I that's was kind of hoping that would happen. But yeah, I agree that it's a shame. But yeah, so I just thought that was kind of a random funny. For the most part, most of them haven't been super interesting. They're just other side quests. I mean, I've been doing them and it's nice to have something else to do. And they've gotten more elaborate and require you to go into like other other games content to find things and stuff, which has been interesting. But for the most part, I haven't been. There's still one that I cannot solve currently because I can't get to the place that it has as far as I can tell. 
or that has the thing I need. So, because I went and looked it up because it was getting really annoying. Like, where do I, how come I can't figure this one out? And it's a dungeon in the main game that I don't think we can get to yet. So it's supposed to be like an act two dungeon or something. Hmm. Which is weird because it was like one of the first ones I found. Which is also weird because we've been everywhere in the world at this point. I mean, we've traveled all over the place. There's definitely been areas we couldn't get to, and then I have to assume some things are going to change between acts or something, because that's the only way for this to make sense, since, yeah, we've been through the whole world map. Like, all the cities and stuff, at least. Maybe we're going to time travel or something, because I've been wondering about that for a while, because that is when they talk about the other games, it's talking about, like, restoring the timeline or something and making sure everything goes correctly. So time is clearly a big thing here. And I had this this thought in the back of my head for a little while um, that I'm really curious if the game is going to go there. Hmm. And well, so I guess what we'll I, find out. And I don't know if I want to... I'll go ahead and lay it out there so I can find out if I'm right or if everybody can make fun of me later. But I've had this this interesting thought of what if there was never another Luminary? Oh, and then it was just you the whole time? That you went back to the past or whatever, and that's the one that everybody's remembering. And that's because I've been trying to think, like, how are they, you know, it feels like we've been everywhere. How are they going to extend it? Well, now it's like, you know, basically a whole different map. You know what I mean? Like, because everything would be different. That would be pretty cool if your entire party just happened to go back in time and do the do the luminary stuff, again, like be the old luminary. That would be pretty cool if that happened. And then in that case, like maybe act three, you come back to the present or whatever, because like you couldn't quite fully defeat the luminary or the dark spawn in the past or whatever. And then you have to return to do it right. Or, you know what I mean? Something like that. That's kind of been what I've been sort of debating is what's maybe what's going to happen. Well, what we learn in here is that the dark one's name is apparently Mortigan. Yes, we do get that because the lovely, lovely, um, painting or well the mural within the mural because the mural itself is the thing that talks to you inside the mural world Um, yeah you get once you catch up to these dudes you get there's another mural and then that mural starts talking and then everybody walks into that mural and everyone's like oh well i guess we just got to keep going okay what okay so we're going into another super mario world and we get in there, and now there's like these weird, there's these gigantic plant things everywhere. Yeah, so you you, you walk a little bit, um, and after a couple more fights and stuff, and I think this is the first time that I, outside of that slime island that I did eventually find just when I was exploring, that I've seen liquid metal slimes like actually show up naturally. See, I didn't have them show up in here for me. I had them show up at another I might I be misremembering I thought they for showed me up here personally they showed up in um, Sniffleheim yeah I definitely but saw them there too and maybe that's what I'm misremembering because that's where we go next yeah that's where we that's where we immediately go next um, but that's where I had them show up for me I'm probably getting ahead of myself a little bit then here's the thing though I didn't fight anything in here the only thing I fought in here is when I came back the second time. You were talking about, oh, this dungeon took me forever. I walked right past everything. Well, yeah, everything I, probably immediately ran away from you, right? I fought every enemy once, just so that way, like, I don't know if there's like a monster compendium or what, but 
I wanted to at least fight everything. Once. I think there is a I think there is a bestiary in like the notebook section. I haven't re- super paid attention, but I'm almost positive I saw that. And I know that it unlocks stuff for if you do certain things. So I try to fight all the monsters at least once, but every single thing ran away from me, in- including the gigantic things. The only thing that actually fought me was the mimics. Yeah, and that one was interesting because. It was really obvious it was going to be a mimic because the treasure chest was gigantic. Oh, yeah. So I was but, immediately like, this is not a normal treasure chest. I'm not done. <laughs> but that's actually second because during this first section. I thought you did. You could get to the mimic chest in the first go. No, no, you couldn't get to the mimic check chest yet. At least I don't. I want to say no. I don't think you get the mimic chest until you come back because this one almost immediately ends. Once you walk through about a couple rooms. Yeah. So you're in the second screen and you get like maybe halfway across the second screen on the map and you immediately get chased by this giant plant thing that eats all of the other people who came into the mural before you, which was, you know, we're off to a great start luminary. What are we supposed to do about those people? I'm not, not saying that it should have been something we could do. I don't know. But you specifically, saying, I could have destroyed this thing. <laughs> I'm like, guys, let me do it. Just let me fight. I can win. We can skip all of this. I'm like, just dead. No, that it makes you run away like it's a movie. You don't even get to control it. And, and then you get back to the very beginning. You, you run through, um, so from before, there was a crack, little crack in the mural, and basically, you run to the crack, which now that you're in the mural is, you know, this giant thing that everybody can jump through, no problem. But before you can make it to the crack, there is a stone tablet, and that stone tablet talks about, essentially, it was a note from someone who had gotten sucked in here before. Like, like a researcher, yeah. And they basically came here. They, they, you're right. They were some sort of a researcher. They, they were coming in to research the, the thing itself. And then they basically said it lures. The mural is meant to lure the greedy and terrible in. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What is going on here? And then they were like, for those that it cannot lure in for greed or whatever, it lures through pity. And that's why I was, then I look over at Silvando and I'm like, see, this is all your fault. You and that girl. And then it's, and then they specifically mention the little girl shows up and lures people through pity to get them to come help her or something. And I was like, ah, like I told you, Silvando, this is all your fault, man. All you buddy. <laughs> now, to be fair, it, I mean, Silvando being the one to do it, I thought was kind of an interesting choice compared to, you know, like Rab or Jade or something. But Silvando is apparently a true softy at heart. Or, you know, the Luminary himself. What's well, definitely like, not going to be Rab because that dude's definitely the dark one. <laughs> wait, wait, you mean the dark one is named Rab? I mean, Mort- <laughs> no, Mortagon. Yeah, he's like, Mortagon? When you actually find out the name is like, who's that? And then he looks over. You see him giving her like angry faces like, how dare you? What? 
Why are you bringing this up? Why did you tell them that? If they know that they just have to say my name backwards, then they know that's how to defeat me. It's like an Ixoplik situation. (laughs) Mr. Mixoplik. That's a deep cut. Good job, by the way. (laughs) You don't get... Mixoplik doesn't really come up a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so... uh, then you find out that yes, the girl is actually bad, and then so everyone's like, "Cool, let's go." Yeah, all right, whatever. What? They're like, "Yeah, let's jump through the crack." Guys, are you kidding me? We know this painting is evil. We need to do something about this. But no, nope, well, we leave. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure what they're establishing they're going to do is basically be like, "We're going to tell everybody and then get rid of it on the other side." Because, and of course, my first thought is. I don't know how you think this is going to go, but the entire town's livelihood is dependent on this mural. Exactly. And then you get out there, and all they do is just yell at the little girl. They're like, hey, you, little girl, how dare you? I know you're planning. And the little girl's like, how did you get out? What are you doing here? That doesn't make any sense. meat by now. That was was kind of ominous. Yeah, of course it was ominous. That's my whole thing. You're supposed to be colors on the, like, oh, what? And then she like, she glows like red evil. And she's like, I can't believe this. She's like, I'm going to take all these people. You're not going to stop me before I get my whatever. Complete her masterpiece, I believe is what she kept saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Complete her masterpiece. Because... So, which clearly what that means is the mural didn't used to have color. And then as she's been eating people, she's been getting color because, I mean, it was pretty clearly like only partially finished in terms of the colorations when you first see it. And then when you come back, there's all those extra people in it. So that's clearly what's going on here. She's trying to, it's Marceline the Vampire Queen, but for all colors. (laughs) I don't understand what the purpose of that is, though. I don't know. She's She's a painting. She just wants to be finished. I don't know. I just don't, I mean, don't we all, (laughs) but what, I I just don't get what the purpose of that was because then she's like, you know, it's going to help him. This is going to help him. I'm like, how, how is you being a completed painting going to help Mortigan? I'm guessing it's just going to be like sowing, you know, chaos and darkness is what helps him more than the particulars of her plan eating people's souls specifically for their color and then spitting the rest i don't know where the rest goes maybe maybe she just feeds them to the plant who who knows i think she is the plant i i think the plant is part of her yes who knows but then you get back to that guy and he's like why don't you stay another night in the inn and you tell him about it and he's like Oh, that sure sounds bad. And like, he's just, and my immediate reaction was, he's not listening at all. He's just saying that to get you to go away. And so then they immediately like, okay, cool. Let's go back. Guys, what, what was the point of coming to town in the first place? Maybe that was the game's hit, hit, nudge, nudge. You should probably heal and stay the night or something. I don't, I think you have to, because I don't think you can actually proceed until the next day. Cause you don't see the girl until the next morning. Do you? No, she's there the second you get back talking to some old guy. Oh, I where thought he's, that was the next day that you saw that. I could be wrong. I thought it was immediate. I could be wrong on that, though. 
I don't remember the specific order, but yeah, regardless, I mean, I could very well be wrong also, but yeah, you, you go back and you sleep and then the next day it's time to go deal with the painting, I guess. Which is like, hey guys, if we were just going to go back, why did we leave in the first place? Like, even if this little girl gets stuck out there forever as some like evil creature or whatever, I think when she loses her connection to the painting, I don't know, but what is the point of this? So we go back in that painting and the dungeon just got massive. Oh yeah. It's so much. This is by far the biggest dungeon we've had in the game at this point by like a huge margin. I mean, it took me about 10 minutes to walk through the whole thing. It was long and I was sprinting the entire time. And again, not getting into like any fights at all. No, because everything kept running away from me. Right. So that's 10 minutes just to cross it with nothing in the way. Yeah. And then you were like, it's taking forever to get through this dungeon. I'm like, what are you talking about? It took me about, t- I'm like, yeah, it was long, but it wasn't more than 10 minutes. Well, yeah, but imagine not having everything run away from you going through that. That and having to deal with, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't have to go out were you even able to go back out of the painting? I don't know. I never even, I never tried because I was able to get through it. Okay. Like it, it got kind of rough near the end when I got to the statue with the healing, which that is something that clearly, I know we talked about this when we were first talking about how those were new, the whole, the statues that are safe points, because for the longest time, the devs didn't want you to get stuck somewhere by having you, you know, have a save point in a dungeon, and then you get trapped in a, in a no-win situation. And now they've clearly resolved that by having save points in the dungeons, but the save points in the dungeons also heal you. Yeah. Well, that, and you have multiple save files as well. But that's the thing. Like, worst case scenario is, because it heals you, it you just grind a little bit more and, well, and also like it out. Maybe not in this case, because I don't know if you can, like, evac your way out or whatever but in any other dungeon if you were able to get in there you can make your way back out yeah so even if you can't beat the boss like you should be able to leave the way you came in but yeah so this is a a fairly long dungeon uh, and as we've commented before other than like the dungeon that led to the spider in octagonia most of the dungeons in this game have been honestly very short by the standard of what i'm expecting from oh this one i feel like was twice as long this one was huge no i know i was saying the 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 octagonia spider one is the only one that didn't feel super short and yeah this one is way bigger than that one and this one was also had like maze elements where yeah certain paths would just end and other paths intersected each other and and like you had to go up and down like three floors. It was it was pretty elaborate because there you had to play like 4D chess just to get through the thing and get all the chess because that was my biggest concern was to make sure that I got all the items and everything like that. I will. I'm not going to say that I didn't fight anybody because as I was sprinting through, I would occasionally mess up and accidentally hit someone. And um, that was just a huge time waster for me. But. But the dungeon was, it was really, really long. Yeah, much more so than any of the others, like like we said, by a massive margin. And this actually, I don't know if it's the first one, but I know it's not the last statue that I've encountered that has also healed you as well. 
No, uh, I know. I distinctly remember the one in the place where you got Serena did because we talked about that where you were like, you, you evac right before the save point and the save point heals you anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which was funny. That that was no, pretty I, funny. I, I don't disagree. That was that was pretty entertaining. If I had just gone into the next room, I would those evil, creepy mannequins, which is not the last time I've seen those things. Yeah, because they're in that dungeon a lot. And it's like, oh, every time they show up, I'm like, no. Yeah, they're the mannequins are one of the main monsters in the maze part of that big dungeon. That and those giant demon looking things like from Final Fantasy um, 10. Like the uh, the ones that would always cast haste on themselves, like the behemoth things. No, no, no! Like the giant bat, dragon-looking things. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the in, that were in like the Omega ruins and stuff. Yeah, there, there was. Uh, they they had a lot of those enemies that looked very similar to that as well. Yeah, just like very typical demonic with really big wings. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. And I don't disagree. They did have quite a few of that. But then you get to the boss and she she's a bit different. She is now like a gigantic 50 foot woman. Dora in gray, I think was her name. Yeah. Yeah. Dora. Gray. So that's why I have to assume, you know, by virtue of her name being Dorian Gray goes back to like, obviously when she was completed or she just never was completed. And therefore you know, whether by the design or unintentionally never had color. And now that she's a, a living thing, she wants her color real badly. But that, that I just don't get because she commented about that was what she was going to do to you was suck up all your precious color. No, that I understand. I just don't understand why. I mean, yeah, it fits with the whole painting theme and everything like that, but stealing somebody's magic, I can see a direct correlation into that helping the dark one, but stealing their color i mean it could also be a matter of like by virtue of doing this she was getting more powerful or whatever it's not like they went into a ton of detail but i can easily see that being a thing but she's talking about how she wants to like be with him forever and this is she's gonna marry him or something and i'm like yeah she's Whoa. like in, she's super in love with this mortigan i'm like rad who is buddy. who he established is the person who revived her or i don't know i one thing i wasn't clear on did this just like she's just started doing this or has she always been alive and just wasn't do like for not always, but you know, since like the original time around with this or for a very long time and he just like woke her up from slumber or something. It sounds like she's been doing this for a pretty long time. Cause there was also a lot of talk about the possibility that this mural was connected to why this civilization that these ruins that we're exploring exist and like why the, the civilization fell. Well, that's the thing, because she, when you beat her, she spits a ton of people out, like way more than what was there before. And and I guess this entire town, the only reason why it's there is because people found out about this mural. And then the basically, it sounds like she has been spreading this good luck or whatever rumor for decades until it got to the point where tons and tons of people were showing up. And just nobody was, apparently nobody in town was just bothered by the fact that a bunch of people were going missing. Well, didn't the, we talked about this last week, the guy, 
at the, who who basically like tricked you into staying at the inn and stuff specifically said people turn up missing in this town a lot but then we, you usually find them you know in the last in the last place you look or whatever and we commented uh yeah you know thanks for the help or whatever but people probably do go missing in that town a lot <laughs> and they're just like oh yeah, whatever and none of them have even seen the girl so it's almost as if it's Without them knowing it, they're kind of living a symbiotic relationship with this evil mural. Yeah, it's like she's being very selective and only appears to people that she thinks are going to help, I guess. Other than, although clearly not entirely, because when you encounter her again in, back in the town, she's doing she's playing up the other angle and basically talking about how like it cured her fa- her dad's illness or something. Well, that's because she was getting the old guy on pity. That's what I got out of that is she was she was basically praying to his weakness of, well, you want to be cured, right? I was cured. No, no, I know. But what I was saying is like, because it said that originally I had interpreted that the girl was only used for people who weren't inherently greedy and was there to try to, you know, get the pure hearted or whatever. But that was clearly not the angle she took with that. So the little girl apparently does. She's a Jill of all trades. Well, yeah, I think the little girl is the one that's been is, is the one that's all luring stuff, everybody, yeah. and she just inherently knows what people want to hear, I guess. Yeah, and again, only shows up to the people who are the current target or whatever. Which is surprising to me because that dude who's who shows up for the hotel or whatever, it sure seems like she should have like presented herself to that guy immediately because the only thing he cares about is money. Yeah, but he was trying to do the money for the sake of like selling things to the people there and not trying to use the money off the mural itself. So maybe he maybe he was surprisingly resistant by virtue of having a different plan. Well, after you beat her and all of these people get spit out of the mural, you look behind you and the mural's gone and that guy actually shows up and he's like, "What did you do?" You've ruined everything. And then you tell him the story and he's like, what? And then Baz is like, no, dude, it's totally real. Like all of us were inside of this painting. He's like, oh, well, I guess it's a good thing. We stopped that. Yeah, buddy. It sure is. Yeah, man. Yes. And then you get back into town and he's like, Oh, don't worry about me. I I can't wait to sell a whole bunch of fake paintings about the spooky mural that was going around eating people. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> like, wow, dude. I mean, what? I guess, you know, I admire the hustle, but come on, man. Like, I cannot believe you right now. He's, he's like, oh, by the way, why don't you stay the night again on me? I'm like, you suck at business. Like, buddy. How many people are you going to give a free night at your hotel? Every time I show up there for a free night, his wife has got to be like, not again. How many people is he going to send up here with a free voucher? I I, I don't know if you noticed, but compared to some of the others, this place only has one room. So he's, he's booking the inn completely. I didn't notice that. Wow. Because most of the others have several have several rooms, so you know you're just staying in one of them or whatever. Yeah, there was only one bedroom in that inn. So from all of this, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, she's got one of the orbs or whatever, and that's powering her magic. No, nope, no orb. Yeah, no, nothing. 
You get no orb the magic here at all. Key. After all that, you get the magic key. Which admittedly is nice because now we can go back to some of the locked doors that have been all over the place. Not that I've gone out of my way to go back to any of those areas, but Well, that's where well, you get one of the orbs. Except for the one that when you get it, Rab's immediately like, Hey, I think I saw an orb like that back back in Dunderzil near that inn. Gosh, I wonder what I'm supposed to do, Rab. Yeah, so I, I, I immediately went back there and boom, there's an orb inside that magic uh whatever. Lot, honestly, there's a lot of stuff in there. There's like five treasure chests. It was a really nice room. Except there was tons of treasure all over the place that you couldn't even pick up. There wasn't even one pot to smash. But but like five treasure chests, so I can't be too upset about that room. But yes, it is always funny when there's just like piles of gold lying around and, you know, the luminary is just too pure hearted to do it. Unless it, once you put it in a treasure chest, which theoretically should be the thing that implies the highest level of security because you're locking it up at that point. We have no qualms swooping in and taking it. But if you just leave it lying around, well. If you just leave it lying around, it's obviously worthless to the luminary. Yeah, that's true. That must be what it is. He only wants it if he had to work for it. Yeah, exactly. If There's no way. If I am not picking locks, it is not, it is not good. Which is another thing. I've been watching this a, a ton of lock picking videos on YouTube. That is an ominous thing to throw out. Basically, no. no oh, come on. No, I'm just saying. Basically, no locks are safe. I'm, well, yeah. I'm finding out. I mean, I could have told you that just by virtue of they're all, none of them can be safe by definition because they all have a way in. And so you just have to exploit that. Well, this guy is like, it, it, it seems like he he's basically the ultimate lock dude because I am watching and there's a lot of them on there. And he just, he walks in and he's like, okay, well, so I'm going to try this really low skill attack on this thing. And you just hear like, and it's open. What? <laughs> Bur- wh- what? It's like, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, nothing out of one, nothing out of two. Uh, there's a lock on three, four, and it's open. Five seconds it took you? Okay, cool. I, I got to rethink. Every time there's a lock. That he's like, yeah, this one gave me a lot of problems, and I eventually had to had to shoot it with the ram thing, which is which is not a gun, but it it's basically it it shoots blanks, so it it pressurizes. So it's just like concussive force. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, yeah, I had to shoot this lock to get into it. I'm like, okay, that is the lock I'm going to use from now on. <laughs> that if this dude cannot get into it, thirty, he got to shoot it with a gun thing. Uh, okay, the ram set is what he called it. He's like, you got to shoot this this lock with a ram set. Then that that's the one I'm gonna use. Go online, look up the lock. It's like 150 dollars. My cool. Well, you got to pay for that quality, man. Yeah, clearly. Unless you don't want a lock that has to be shot with a fake gun. Well, now that is one thing that I really wish my dad had taught me because that was locksmithing. Lock <laughs> locksmithing. Locksmithing was a a huge hobby of his. He was actually the one that rekeyed our entire house, really? and uh, I always thought that that was so cool. I wish I wish he had he had been around to teach me that. That is pretty cool. I like I I love people who have like just really unusual hobbies, and that's like I've never heard of anybody else having locksmithing as a hobby. That's really interesting. Yeah, it was something that that he did and. I was like, that is so cool. 
I actually have a lot of his tools and stuff around the house. Like I never got rid of them because I was like, honestly, these look really nice. I'm like, I'm not going to get rid of them. I'm like, that'd be really cool. And now I can just look up on YouTube how to become a locksmith, maybe meet someone in my area, become an apprentice once the, you know, virus is, you know, not infecting everybody. When you said it that way, meet someone in my area, I immediately jumped to those stupid, crappy ads. I want to meet singles in my area that know how to lockpick. Exactly. <laughs> and Meet it's like sec- sexy locksmiths in your area. It's like, oh, cool, 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 cool. I'm going to invite you over to my house. I'm like, well, I guess I don't technically have to because you can just let yourself in. But- I was about to say, like, no, no, no. This is the test. Be here at this time. Everything will be locked. Come inside. And it was so funny because there was somebody who made a, a very similar comment on YouTube. They were like, I would invite you over to my house, but that's really a moot point anyway, because you can clearly just let yourself in. Like, that's awesome. What That, that would be an interesting skill to just have in your back pocket, though. Like, yeah, I could just pick locks, whatever. <laughs> well, here, here here's the thing. Don't- that you probably don't bring up in casual conversation too often, but might be impressive if you're trying to, you know, get a significant other or something. They might be impressed by that. I'm just, I don't know about that, Andrew. As a dude, if you were just walking up to some girl and be like, by the way, I know how to pick locks. Cool. Never talking to you again. <laughs> yeah, no. I, <laughs> I mean, there's always that risk too. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Um, Wait, I didn't give this guy my address, did I? No, 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 no. That, that is not a skill you bring up until like the, the 20th day and things are going well. Yeah. You know, with when, Drake, she's, when she's talking about giving you the key to the apartment, you could be like, no, don't need it. <laughs> and that's how great you slide power it into the conversation. comes great responsibility, Andrew. You're right. So yeah, I just thought that was so cool. But so now the, the, uh, so now we've the got luminaries the just going around lock picking everything. And by lockpicking, literally, he just has a key now. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, cool, done. It's not really as impressive when you literally just have the key, but I mean, cool. That's another thing. Apparently, a, a locksmithing technique is called, like, impressioning. Basically, what you do is you go up, you put a, a starter blank lock or, or, or blank into a keyframe you jiggle it around a couple of times do like create marks and then you f- slowly over time file a key down and then you just eventually are like boom i have this key now yeah what i actually knew that <laughs> and it's like all these spy technology like there was this he had this guy come on who i guess owns this company now that used to do like international espionage and stuff like he like a legitimate <laughs> spy and he's like oh yeah this is the kind of stuff that i would have to do you have to do it very secretive and everything like that and usually it's done over a period of time so that way you just you know now you have a key where you can just go in and out whenever you want okay that wow yeah i obviously you know that those things are obviously happening but it's like when it's confirmed it's like whoa when, when somebody just comes out and says it, yeah, I mean, that is still pretty It's like, pretty oh, yeah, cool. my job was to be a cool spy, like, and do these kind of things. I'm like, what? It's like, okay, John Wick. <laughs> I don't think John Wick was a lot, was a major lockpick. I mean, he's got a lot of skills, but oh, I don't Oh, he picked a lock-, a lock, but he did it a little bit more aggressively. 
Right. I was going to say, like, I don't feel like he was using those sorts of techniques. Just saying. <laughs> well, at least not in the movie anyway. Yeah, he had a very long career prior to the movies that, you know, maybe who knows what he got up to in that time. Other than, you know, stabbing people to death with pencils. So so after all this was kind of over, Andrew and I had decided that we were going to check out the top right-hand corner next. I had ch- kind of checked out the other areas. It's really the only place I hadn't looked. But at this point, the map just says, hey, check every corner. And once again, we probably could have gone back to the... Uh underwater kingdom and talk to the queen of the mermaids and probably gotten another hint. But at this point, it's basically process of elimination anyway, because there's only the only two areas you have left to go are top left and top right. And top right just leads you to an inland sea with an island on it that doesn't really have anything except a couple treasure chests. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of and then when you show up in the top left, which is the winter kingdom, it immediately does the hey, there's an orb nearby. So it didn't take a whole lot of time to find. Which brings us to Frisabel. Yes, and the the town of Sniffleheim, which I get it. Dragon Quest loves pun names and like super obvious jokes that make you groan a little bit. But even by those standards, Sniffleheim, really? (laughs) Sniffleheim? It was cold, man. Yeah, it was. It was cold up there. Everything's frozen. Quite literally, they basically pulled an Elsa from Frozen and the entire city is frozen solid. And surprise, surprise, the only way to get into the back door, which because everyone is like, oh, yeah, there's a back door, but we can't get to it or we can't get in or whatever. Which you'd think they would have gotten rid of this door at some point, you know, if they're going to have huge walls around their city, but I guess it's good that they didn't. Well, it's because there's only one magic key that is stuck inside of a mural. So they never thought that this was like a security issue. I guess that's true. You know, because nobody in this kingdom can like knows the knock spell or the ability to like, just break down doors or something. And so all these people are freezing on the outside. Your luminary, there he's proving his value, his kicking doors open or down is, is, is proving handy here. I have to saying. point out again, I'm using the little door hinges to open it with my foot, give the appearance through thaumaturgy and sound to open up the door in a energetic fashion to show everybody the luminary. You are under this mistaken impression that I'm causing destruction everywhere I go, which I have decided is not the case, sir. I'm just (laughs) saying in this particular context, that would have actually been a positive. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. The door kicking foot has not was was not ready to go. And apparently you know, even though all of us start with fire spells, nobody thinks, hey, let's blast one of those at the door. So we got to take this magic walkway in. To be fair to Veronica, she does specifically say her magic isn't powerful enough to deal with that level of ice. Which is, I got to be honest, that's crap. Because Veronica 
is shooting out hundreds upon hundreds of damage at this point. Yeah. Did she even try? Just just cassis it, Veronica. I have like the third level ultimate fireball. Veronica, just blast it. And uh, so then you get in there and I'm walking along and I'm like, oh, cool. Everyone's frozen. Everyone's frozen. Oh, hey, somebody's not frozen. Interesting. And And it's the queen. Well, you don't know it's the queen yet. You get there and you... You talk to her, and she introduces herself as Frisabel. Which, once again, given that we know that she's the queen almost immediately, but, like, the town's name is Sniffleheim, and her name is Frisabel. Come on. What do you want them to do, Andrew? (laughs) What do you want them to do? That's her name. Her dad, listen, her dad has recently passed away, and you're upset at her name? How dare you? I can't believe this. I'm just saying this region seems to be very on the nose. Uh, Was that intentional? What? Sniffleheim on the nose. No, it actually wasn't, but that's a fair point. Yeah, exactly. So you get there and she basically tells you that the, uh, this evil witch has been released and you need to go, you need to go stop her or something. You need to go out into the woods and fight this. Her you pet go find her or something. And her pet. Yeah, like her her creature that supports her. And so it's like, okay, cool. I but the the witch came out of this forest or whatever, uh, just frozen land and froze everything else. And it's up to you, noble heroes, to go defeat her and the monster to thaw Sniffleheim out. And then she's like, you know, I, I, we'll be really grateful for the help. We can't wait. You know, I we're trying to get this whole thing figured out. And I'm like, listen, is, is there a is there a king for Isabel <laughs> or something? What is the over and under on you? Uh, your situation, uh, Queen Frisabel, like. I, I don't know if you know this, but I I am the luminary. I don't really like to name drop or anything like that, but like And meanwhile the rest of the party is immediately like just like gives you a glare. It's like I'm just trying to I well, I'm just I just I'm just trying to figure out the situation. You know, I want to make sure that she is here and protected. I don't want anything to happen to her. This is like this whole place is frozen. She looks cold. She actually doesn't. She's clearly used to the cold. No, no, no. She, she's got, we built, I'll, I'll build you a fire. I got the technology. She already has a fire. I have <laughs> a fireball. You, you do realize she literally has a fire right now, right? Thanks to me. No, no, not thanks to you. She already had it. Thanks to me. Thanks to the luminary. She got that fire. I used... Fireball and not lightning bolt, because I almost said lightning bolt, but we already went into that a bunch. I used fireball and started that fire when I entered and saw that she was not frozen. (laughs) And and so you make your way through this, this significantly smaller dungeon. And I actually did fight everything in here, mostly because I was trying to 
I was trying to farm for more XP while I was well, She it. also points out that some knights from another kingdom came and she sent them over to do it too. So, of course, immediately my reaction is, oh, it's Heliodor, because who else could it possibly be? And there's these Heliodorian knights everywhere. Yeah, they're just walking. And a couple of them even are like, you look kind of familiar, but I don't really care right now. I'm like, I don't really know where the rest of my group is at. I'm like, what? Okay. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but like, as long as you haven't recognized that I'm the luminary, we're good. Good luck, I guess. I mean, I hope you find him, question mark. And you make it all the way to the end of this thing. And then suddenly you get to this point where I think there, I think there is a campfire there or no, no, no. It was another statue, but it healed you. Yeah. Like usual, any of the ones in the dun that seems to be a recurring thing. I just don't think we ever really paid too much attention to it because it was never really relevant until recently that like monsters were not doing nearly enough damage to make that a problem. Yeah. When you look at the map, this whole area is covered in like snow or whatever. And it's a straight shot to a gigantic clearing. As soon as you walk into the blizzard, it goes, your party has been separated. How? Yeah, I wondered about that too. It's like none of that makes any, like, what happened? It's very clear that you're walking in a straight line to a giant clearing. And the moment the blizzard touches your skin it's like oh your party just it just bolts there everyone's gone it's just you they're all frozen now is what happened clearly so you got to take a super long walk through like that you have to walk really slow now which is incredibly annoying cuz just like chris i sprint everywhere and not only are you not sprinting you walk slower than normal during this part i'm pretty sure yes you are half speed half walking speed with your arm covering everything up and then you 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 walk over there and there's hendrick and he's like this foul beast or whatever and he's like i understand now the dark one is here and this is all your fault and blah blah, blah. like dude calm I'm, down man i'm just take a deep breath i'm here too to help people and then it attacks him and basically knocks him off his feet. And so I'm like, I walk over and then I decimate this thing in like five moves. Yes, because obviously it turns and you have to do it, you know, with the luminary solo, which is kind of unfortunate considering this is basically like the only time at this point in the game that they've taken party members from you. So that was a little rude of it, but it wasn't really a hard fight. So. And at the end of it, he's like, I'm going to get you, Luminary. Dude, Hendrik, I just saved your life. Buddy, what are you doing? But none of that matters because Queen Elsa herself has just showed up. And she's like, yay, I'm finally yeah. free. And then she walks over. And freezes both of you. She freezes both of you, and then she takes the pendant from Hendrik and goes, this is just like his. Interesting. Who? <laughs> what? Just yeah. like his. Who? Just like whose, exactly. Who freed me. Okay. And she's like, I am so excited. I can't wait. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, 
So definitely, like they have some sort of ties to Mordigan because that's, that's the only thing. Clear. Yeah, that's the right. only thing that makes any sense. And we've that. already established that, like, it's already just basically been an operating assumption, at least from everything Rab says, that Mordigan's doing some stuff. And so I'm sitting there like, oh, interesting, but then she is very clearly about to attack him. I, th- this is not making sense to me. Why yeah, would they like, attack what, Hendrick? Right. Nah, nothing here is clicking. And and so then the party shows up and uh she she retreats because Veronica re- suddenly remembers that she, in fact she does have fire magic. And then I'm like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is there a Mr. What'd you say your name was again?" <laughs> a, a, a Mr. Frostwitch. Out goes Queen Frisabelle, and in comes Elsa. Which, they're not subtle about the Elsa stuff, as we'll get into later. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, uh, can I get your number? Is there a way I could contact? And then Hendrick's like, I knew you were evil. How dare you, Dark One? I'll get you next time, Gadget. Yeah, and then he's not going to do anything now? Right, and Rab is even like, so you're just not going to fight us? He's like, "Ah, next time. (laughs) And then I'm like, buddy, there's nothing that way. You're walking. (laughs) There's no path there. Is this like one of those dramatically walking to your death in a burning building scenarios? Like, what are you doing? And then it's one of those situations where then he realizes there's no path. And like the whole you and the entire group have to now walk out and be like, Oh, so you're going you're going this way too. Okay, okay. Awkward. <laughs> this is not this is not awkward at all, but Are you sure you don't want to go ahead and fight us now? No, I uh next time. Like, okay, we'll fight you next time. It is what it is. You know, let me just get Oh, you're just gonna walk into the river. Okay, okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> what was that weird thing about the pendant? that nothing is really Did going that mean on. Anything to you? Yeah, like, I don't know what's happening. So at this point, surprise, the luminary passes out again. Yes, apparently this was, being frozen was too much for him because you don't even fight her. Yeah, she, no, she leaves now. There's you, no fight with her. Your, your entire party gets separated. You fight this creature thing, and then just boom, nothing. Like, and they're like, we passed a cabin on the way here. Let's go take it back there. Because apparently Jade like documents every cabin you pass on the way for like, we might need to take him there later. <laughs> like, yeah, this guy clearly sucks. And this is one of those things that I was talking about again. The luminary clearly sucks. Like everyone else has no problems. Hendrick literally just like screws off to the middle of nowhere. He's fine. Think how cold Hendrik is wearing metal armor in that weather. Admittedly, I was in the Dunderstill full body armor at this point. Okay. But I mean, regard, my point is just like that stuff is beyond ice cold. (laughs) And he was frozen solid. Right. And he's just like, whatever. Like cool luminary. I've power leveled you and you still stink. (laughs) <laughs> and once again, like his stats are not very good. I keep paying attention when I level up and it's like, I keep expecting him to start passing everybody else, but he's really not that you got to get all those seeds, man. You you have to put them in the luminary because he's just bad. 
I mean, yeah, like that's always what I do anyway. When I have stat boosting items, I almost always go into the main character, whoever they are, just out of habit. Because it's like, well, I'll probably always be using them and other people may come and go. But what happens when the Luminary recovers from his 12th nap of the adventure? We'll find out in the next episode or sorry, the next chapter of video games cover to cover. As always, you can find us on Twitter or via our email or our Discord channel, and the information for that will be included in the episode description. Luminary. <laughs> <laughs>